Welcome to another episode of the Born to Create podcast, where we talk all things creative, business, mindset, and health and wellness. Don't put us in a box because we were born to create, and so were you. I'm your co-host, K.L. Jones, and my brother here. Anthony Rudolph. That was a good intro. Thank you. You know, I had to put my, you know, host hat on. So the job is yours every week, just so you know. I think I said that on, on our last episode. You have, and that's up for debate. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, hold Because I'm, I'm not going to do the I'm, intro I'm and the outro, that. bro. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll but we'll <laughs> nonetheless, we like to have fun here, as you can see. But we also like to dig into mm-hmm. topics that mean something to you, that are important to you, and topics that are important to help you grow and scale your brand and business. So today, we are talking about the state of influencer marketing and the creator economy Hmm. we coming in heavy Hmm. this is something that is at the tops (laughs) coming in hot it's tops it's tops yes it's at the top of mind for a lot of creators a lot of influencers a lot of business owners because things are changing rapidly Platforms are changing rapidly with the introduction of YouTube specifically having a channel for podcast creators. You have companies that are no longer looking at numbers, so to speak, in terms of followers and how they determine who they're going to work with. So micro-influencers are winning (laughs) a lot. Um, And so we're going to dig into all of that. But before we do, we want to ask you a favor. We want you to like and share this show we also want you to subscribe to our channel subscribe to our podcast whether you're watching on our youtube channel on the born to create channel or you're listening on your favorite audio or podcast platform we appreciate you being here and joining us on this journey tuning in every week to every episode to hear from us we want to hear from you as well we want to know what topics we you know you'd like for us to cover we want all of that this is a community this is not just about anthony and i being here week after week in front of the camera or on the mic and sharing stories and content and you guys should also put in the comments who should do the intro every single week you should you should vote me or l so and whoever wins is going to be you well, you got to give them something to vote on. So, you know, <laughs> let us know in the that's comments. Me right <laughs> that's, that's me. That's me. It's all good. It's all good. It's a family thing yeah. here. So let's get into it. So that topic is interesting. Why? Um, it's interesting because when you brought up the power of micro-influencers, mm-hmm. right? I was talking to a friend just yesterday, and he was comparing um, – football to football like american football to the world cup like soccer as we call it right, right? Mm-hmm. and he was saying that the world cup soccer has about five times more people more fans a bigger audience mm-hmm. right but american football with a small audience makes more money yep right so the 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 old the uh old mentality the mentality that you need a million followers, like following equates money, is really not true. No, right? Not at all. You can have this massive audience, these massive people who follow you, but someone smaller can actually make more money than you. And <clears throat> that to me was interesting because people think that you need a massive amount of following. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing that a lot of these big companies are 
are targeting more of the micro-influencers, people yeah. that have 2,000 to 10,000 followers. That's it. And they're making six figures. Do you know why that is? So I'm going I'm to I'm give you my guess yeah. and take, and mm -hmm. then you let me know if it's right. <clears throat> so if I look at someone who has a million followers mm -hmm. right, or two or three million, for, for any account, it's about engagement. Yeah. How many likes, shares, comments you get on your post, right? Mm -hmm. And most people with a lot of followers, they get emojis, they get hearts, they get hands up, they get, they get, and to me, that's not really a true engagement. No. Right? So a micro-influencer can actually get someone commenting, hey, I love that dress, I love that, that, that picture, where's, you know, where, where is our product? So I think it's, it's based on the engagement. So I think a larger accounts that are just there for show, mm -hmm. um, they don't get the engagement that the smaller accounts get, and that's why I think they get they get paid more. So that's my perspective. No, and, and you're yeah. on, and I'll I'll add to that. The other thing is there is a difference in uh, what we're seeing in terms of content creators today, right? Mm -hmm. So you have those that are what I like to call the aesthetic influencers. They have aesthetic accounts. They post a picture of themselves or a reel where it's just showing them in the latest design or you know, whatever it is. And well, it, it's, I, was, I was looking for a word. You said aesthetic. I'm thinking half naked, so I didn't say it. But that's how I was thinking. I'm like, Should I say half naked? But I like the word aesthetic. It's, it's aesthetic, yeah. but that doesn't mean half naked. Half naked, Anthony. <laughs> get half your naked. mind. <laughs> Y'all see what I got to deal with? <laughs> so, um, but no, when I say aesthetics, I'm talking about, you know, a luxury lifestyle. There's this particular type of lifestyle that they present whether it's a, a you know an accurate or authentic depiction of their lifestyle i don't know i'm not even getting into that conversation <laughs> today or at least not right now um but those are that's what most people are thinking influencing is having these big though they think there are some creators who have smaller accounts yeah who think that only those types of creators are going to be the ones who win, are going to be the ones who close brand deals and have partnerships gotcha, and, gotcha, yeah, yeah. you know, have all of this celebrity. But the reality is just sharing something that's aesthetically pleasing in and of itself, it's not an issue. But if that is your brand and that's all you have to stand on, okay. you have to, in my opinion, especially as people are evolving more, you know, um, we are, whether people agree with it or not, you know, economically, we're in a different place than we were, you know, maybe even five years ago. So people are becoming more discerning with how they spend their disposable income. Right. They're becoming more discerning with how they spend their time, who, you know, when they're on social media, who are they giving their time to? Right. So you have to be delivering some type or providing some type of value to to get people to keep coming back whether that's people that are coming to your accounts and they're engaging with your content or it's corporations and brands that are looking online for that next you know influencer if you will or creator that they can link arms with and partner up to help create brand awareness around their business, their product, whether it's a new product, service, whatever that is, right? Whatever their goals are. And so I think as a content creator, when we talk about how the creator economy is changing and, and the state of it, mm -hmm. you are going to have to do more work. 
that doesn't mean that you have to be slaving. I'm all about effortless content. I just, you know, recently posted um, one of my most recent reels where I said, you know, around here, it's the elevated woman lifestyle. And over here, we're all about effortless style and content creation. And for me, you, you can call it like the lazy creator. We've heard that term before. Um, but I love that I don't always have to be filming and editing video and creating wheels that way, you know, Instagram and maybe TikTok. I'm, I'm still figuring my way around <laughs> TikTok, but, you know, Instagram has just been my jam since 2013 yeah. and I've evolved with every iteration of the platform. Um, but there's this audio that's trending right now and we've heard different iterations of it, but it's basically like, you know, I'm just gonna post you know, a picture as a reel. Well, that that's how it started, and yeah, now it's yeah. evolved. And this particular audio is like, I'm fly, and I'm gonna post a <laughs> picture as a reel. You know, so I'm all about you know opportun you know taking advantage of opportunities to create content effortlessly, okay. but effortlessly doesn't mean that it doesn't require work. Gotcha. And I think that's why. Um, people have to be careful. One, you got to understand what your niche is. Who, who's your audience? Who are you talking to? I remember kind of being at a plateau of around 3,000 to 3,500 followers for years. And I was getting frustrated because I was like, I'm creating content. And we've had this, uh, you know, discussion in a previous episode, but I was, you know, creating content and I felt it was valuable. I had people commenting and sharing yeah. with me that it was valuable, but it just didn't seem to gain the traction that I felt like other creators on the platform were. So I had to start studying and yeah. learning the game and then I got into it. And then thanks to, you know, the explosion of Clubhouse when it was really a big thing, then that pushed uh, you know, my follower account up and my engagement, which leads me to what, you know, part of what we're talking about with podcasting is audio is never going to die. Right. You know, create, and there's different types of content. I think when people think about being a content creator, they only think of one or two things. Right. It's being on YouTube and or yeah. Instagram and TikTok. And those are great ways and platforms to distribute your content. But content creation is so much more than that. And the creator economy with the explosion of podcasting and all of that, you know, you really got to look at. Who are you talking to? What type of value can you provide? That's going to make the difference. And that is what brands are looking for. So being a yeah. former corporate executive who worked in branding, marketing, and advertising, I can tell you firsthand, numbers used to be a thing, but it's more about out of those numbers, how many folks are actively engaging right with your content exactly. how are you influencing them are you are they just engaging with your content or are you influencing them to take the next step in whatever your yeah. journey is yeah. with that content yeah. so I know that was a long-winded response but I felt like we needed to kind of frame yeah. some things yeah. before we dig deeper into the conversation I think that was pretty deep <laughs> Shut up. that was pretty deep <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> As far, as far as following, so in the marketing world, they tell you that all you need is 1,000 raving fans and then that creates a seven-figure income, mm -hmm. right? And if you have those those fans, they will buy any and everything that you have. And I, and I think a lot of companies are realizing that, yeah. right? Is that 
We just need a small influencer that has these raving fans who will listen to everything that they say. Um, because it's a it's an influence, right? And, and everybody's influencer in a certain sense, but when it comes to companies like, um, you know, BB or companies like um, what's what's that old line? What's the line? Uh, Fashion Nova. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, they're they're opting for the smaller scale influencers because of the market pool that they have, mm-hmm. right? It's because mm-hmm. that they're doing more than just. Sh- I mean, they're still attractive, but they're doing more than just showing their body and their face. They actually they actually have a message. Yeah, right? and mm-hmm. I, I think your message really hones your audience, and. Value is in, it, value is at the mercy of the actual beholder, right? Because yeah. value for everybody is different. And well, how do you determine if if what I'm saying is valuable? Yeah. Well, you you find out who your audience is because your audience will speak the same language, right? And then and then if you're just putting content out there just for the sake of doing it, then some more likely it won't stick, right? right? It won't it, it won't create value. But if you say you know what my audience is, um. Married females, ages of 25 and 35, and they have corporate job, whatever it is, and that's your message, that's who you're messaging to, then then that content will be valuable to them. I think even it, it has to go deeper than that now because, right. again, people are discerning. So that that's just like scratching right. the surface with, you know, anybody in business and in marketing knows that's like creating an avatar, right? right. Um, but you've got to get to like, what is, who is this person? Right. Like, what conversations are they having online? What are they showing interest in? What type of content are they liking on social media? And it requires you, you can't, no, you, you no longer have the freedom or luxury to just create content and feel like it's going to resonate with the people who need to see it. Mm right you have to be having conversations right. with people um one of my my business partner Courtney Adelaide one of the things that she does for our overly business is she will have conversations with our community with the folks and if she's doing an Instagram live or you know she's sharing stuff with them but then she asks questions and it's not just asking questions but it's the type of questions that you're asking and what I've seen time and time again when she does that is a lot of the responses that she gets when they're you know repeated responses they actually inform product development for the business of course so now you're not just creating, but you're creating with intention because you've taken the time to speak with your audience, get to know your community, have conversations with them. It's not a one-sided right. conversation where the only time you're talking to them is because you're trying to prime them to buy, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but really like, what is it that you want? What do you need? And figuring out what you have available to you that you can actually create a solution to. So I think that's the direction that brands are moving toward now um, as it you know relates to influencer marketing and just the creator, creator economy is what solution do you provide and how can we work together? How can we partner together to make a bigger impact in solving that problem? That's true. I mean, impact is huge. And, and impact, I mean, just look at the power of media. And yeah. I think people underestimate how powerful the media is, mm-hmm. media is and, then, and then how profitable it is as well, right? And even on a, 
small scale. You know, mm-hmm. you know, small scale people or companies or influencers or small media companies, they're they're doing very, very well. Okay. And e- everything you see around you is all dictated by media. Absolutely. Everything. I uh, I took my uh, my uh, kids to Vegas to watch WWE SmackDown, mm-hmm. right? And we watched the show. Show was amazing. As we were as we were leaving, as we were leaving, um, the show was over. There was this long line, right? And I'm like, the show is over. Why is everybody going this line? So I asked somebody. Well, we're in line to buy merchandise, mm-hmm. right? And this line was like at least a quarter mile long. It's very long. And it clicked. It's like I always knew media was powerful and profitable, but just seeing that mm-hmm. kind of reignited or reminded me of how how powerful media is, how powerful TV is, how powerful uh, radio is, you mm-hmm. know, or words and blogs and podcasts and short films. I mean, it's all very, very powerful. And if you make people laugh, make them cry, you got them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and. That's what these companies are looking for and pouring so much cash into because they want they want that person, that influencer to have this emotional pull on their audience. Yeah. Right? Make them cry, make them laugh or make them look beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So w- with that, um, I, I really I really love how micro influencers are really standing up and standing out and and really I, I don't know if they know they don't need X my followers. I'm not sure people even know that now. Um, there are experts and, you know, coaches and consultants who have programs that are centered, you know, and their yeah. their language and messaging to their audiences that you don't need to have tens of thousands or millions of followers yeah. to be considered an influencer now. So that is happening. But I want to go back to what you were talking about with media, because there used to be a time where we felt like or most people felt like media was only reserved for celebrities. Mm. Now we're starting to see a lot of creators step into more celebrity roles. Some of them are getting, you know, um, cast in different projects, whether it's TV shows or films. And that has kind of become the norm now, which, again, is a representation, at least in my opinion, about the creator economy it's like you can go from being a personality on social media Mm -hmm. to actually stepping into more of a celebrity role where you're booking jobs and if that's your thing right we see it all the time but um, brands even recognize the power of media so you have some brands that have their own podcast right you have some brands that have their own documentary films or short films or they've created personas you know um, personalities I think about flow with progressive insurance right or Jake from State Farm Um, the awards that I won for you know the the two most recent awards that I won for uh, TV and film production I won in a category sitting alongside T-Mobile and State Farm. Yes, there was Disney and ESPN Films there, but there were like everyday brands like Mm Coca-Cola. So brands absolutely understand the value of media and they're pouring a lot of dollars into that. So if you are a creator or you identify as being a creator, this is a perfect opportunity for you to really tap into um, where you can be really more intentional about the type of content that you're creating, 
and how you're distributing it. And we can get into maybe a little bit, but this would be for another episode for sure, talking about ownership and yeah. distribution, you know, having a multi-channel distribution strategy mm-hmm. um, and not just relying on one strategy, but it requires you to think like a CEO. Right. And I think sometimes, um, and it's to no fault of their own, a lot of people are not taught how to be business owners. True. They have a desire and a passion or they love creating and then they, you know, step into it in that way. So we have to continue having these kinds of conversations because yeah. I feel like it helped. We all learn something from one another and if and we can all contribute to the greater good of yeah. influencer marketing and the creator economy because there's more than enough room for us out here. Right. Now, with that said, what you got? Because you know I'm bringing raw. (laughs) There's also the ugly side to influencer marketing. Okay. Um, And more specifically, being an influencer. Right? So let's touch a little bit on how, or a lot, depending on how this goes. Okay. I'm I'm intrigued. I have no idea where this is going, but let's go. (laughs) Well, you know, I I am a research nut. I study. I'm like a sponge. I absorb information and then I have my process of how I filter through all of that. But I I study human behavior a lot. Um, Shout out poli sci major. So that was one of the things that we had to do because I was Mm -hmm. going to be an attorney and we needed to understand human behavior. Um, But there's this idea that some folks who are influencers, they have that... uh, you know, they don't need to respond to folk. You know, they, they because they've now reached a certain oh. level or status, yeah. Yeah. there's this idea that I don't have the time to engage with you mm-hmm. the way that I used to before when I needed you, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not what they're saying, but yeah. that's what a lot that's of people pers- feel. That's yeah. the perception. That's the experience people get. That's the, they, yes. They, they, okay. And we all know that your intention is one thing but how people feel is differently and you can't control how people feel you can have the best laid intentions um, and always want to move with a spirit of service and heart and kindness but there's always going to be someone who doesn't feel like they've gotten everything from you that they think they deserve to get so it's this you know double-edged sword of with elevation comes responsibility. True. But how much access do people deserve to have to you as an influencer, as a celebrity? And that's been a long standing, you know, debate for years where celebrities are concerned. It's because every we're all human. Right. And people deserve to have their space and their privacy. But I've been seeing conversations and hearing about, you know, people's frustrations about some influencers that just feel like this is what it is. And I'm going to give you what I'm going to give you. Do we have a responsibility? Um, to Yes, 100 uh, percent. OK. And um, what is that responsibility? So you feel like the responsibility is to communicate. Right? Yeah. So the. The biggest thing that causes breakdowns is withheld communication. Mm-hmm. People don't speak; they assume that that people know. They assume that we can read that they can read our minds, right? Yeah. So when you withhold communication, you're not really 
telling people how you feel, mm -hmm. right? So they're left to assume that you don't like them or you do or whatever. So celebrities have, influence have responsibility to communicate what their intentions are, what they want to their to their fans, to their customers. Like, okay, you know what, guys, um, I'm open to to um, autographs, but if you see me like on the street with my family or my kids, you know, give me some space. You know, I, it's not that I don't want to sign it. It's that you know, I'm maybe having a bad day, a bad moment, so just give me some space. Um, I don't see a lot of people saying that. They just assume that that they should know that I'm tired. They should know that I'm with my family. They should know that I'm upset. No, we shouldn't, right? We only know what you tell us. And it also depends on how you look at it. Mm -hmm. Some some people look at it as, as, oh, you know what? They're bothering me, right? Some look at it as, oh, they love me, mm -hmm. right? So it's based on your perception of, of yourself and of that fan. So, but I believe that, that it's the intention that you set. Gary Vee, for example, right? He says he responds to every single message himself, mm -hmm. even at his current level, mm -hmm. right? Because he wants to, he knows that the people that are DMing him, that are buying stuff, they're the ones who got them there. They're the ones who helped them get to that level, right? Mm -hmm. They're the ones who spent their money and told their girlfriend, told their boyfriend, told their cousin. They, they, were, they were the advertising piece for, for him. Mm -hmm. So anybody that's in your your influence anybody that loves your celebrity it's important for that fan to give you space but it's also important for that influencer or actor to express and and, and say the, these are my boundaries because i believe they need boundaries that absolutely they need privacy because they're human yeah um they have they, they have frustrations they get upset you know they get overwhelmed but just like and when, when two friends, it's like, you know, you're your husband. It's like, you know, you have to communicate how you're feeling so that person is not left to assume, oh, you know what? They don't like me. I've done so much for that person. I've watched all their movies, bought all their, song, their songs. I've liked every single post and, and they're dissing me. It, it may not be that, right? Yeah, because access is subjective, right? right. Like I, I was just having this conversation recently in a, um, you know, a personal relationship where, you know, just because you're good at a thing or you're known for a thing doesn't mean that people should have access to you in right. that thing all of all the, the time. time. Yeah, they should not, yeah. There definitely has to be boundaries and people have to understand, like right. I, I'm putting up a boundary and the boundary is about protecting me. Right. It's about protecting my mental health, my well-being. It's not about me not wanting to help you. It's not about right. me feeling like I'm better than you. Yeah. It's not about, like you said, I'm dissing you. Yeah. Like I have a personal issue yeah. with you. So that's why I said it's this double-edged sword and we've got to have more conversations because I've seen both sides of the conversation coin yeah. of, oh, this person thinks that they're better than ever. You know, now they're up yeah. here. Yeah. They act like they don't need people. And, you know, I remember when they didn't have <laughs> so-and-so. And then, you know, it's the other side of that. And it's just like you know, people are human at the end right. of the day. But again, with elevation comes great responsibility. So before you step into this world right. of, or di dive deeper into the world of influencing, um, you know, being an influencer, being a creator, there are things that you actually will have to sacrifice. Yeah, a lot. 
does it feel fair? It's, it's, you know, it's a part of the process. If you become a politician, there are certain things that you're going to have to give up or sacrifice, or you're going to have to move and navigate differently. If you become a doctor, you can't, you know, on your off time, be going out drinking and getting behind the wheel, you know, same thing as an attorney. You can't just go out and rob a bank now. Like with every role or position that we play, there are going to be some things that we have to give up and there's going to be a standard that we have to uphold and and live up to i hate to say in yeah. those you know words but that's the reality of it so yeah and you touched something i mean protecting your mental health is is huge right it's huge and on a on certain levels it becomes it becomes harder to do because you have so much responsibility um but then it's it's hard to do because you want to you want to give in to your desires, right? Give in to, uh, you know, maybe I should, you know, you know, not be with my family and do my DMs, or maybe I should take this, um, this, this, this uh, photo shoot, and you know, miss my my daughter's track me. So it's it's a lot. You have, it's more responsibility, yeah. and you have to really hold yourself at a higher level and be more accountable to what you really want, and stick to that because at the end of the day, if you crumble and break down have a nervous breakdown go crazy then everything you work for crumbles because just just as fast faster than you than you rose to your fame that breakdown will be up there even faster for the whole world to see mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so you have to take care of of your mind body and soul and but again you have to communicate that to your fan base and I believe that communication is the key to all success. So if you do that, then most of them will understand. There will still be those those, those jerks out there who are like, I don't care what you're going through. Mm-hmm. But it, it will happen. But for the most part, your fan base will understand what, what, you're, what you're going through and how you communicate to them. And they will be honored because you're talking to them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm here because of you. But just know that certain times I need a break. Um, but, yeah. That's how I feel about that. Yeah, no, and people crave connection. They crave conversation. Mm -hmm. They crave community. And if you can provide those things, that in and of itself is valuable. Um, And I think people will understand. Mm -hmm. Like, we are all human. No one wants to feel like they're living in a fishbowl or be under the lens or easily, you know, accessible 24-7. That's just not even natural. I'm going back to like the business of influencer marketing and and some of the trends that we're seeing um, and and that we'll continue to see throughout the year and the years to come. The influencer marketing industry is projected to be an 80 billion dollar industry by 2026. Wow. I didn't know that. It's amazing. 80 billion. 80 billion. That's all come from companies advertisers yeah and it's a good mix and i'll i'll have to um remember where i saw it because i believe in sourcing so we'll make sure we put it in the the description and in the transcript so you can take a look at it but um that's a lot of money yeah it's a lot of money so how do you tap into that you know and and when we go back to that conversation of ownership Mm -hmm. partnership collaborative partnerships that's that's my sweet spot like I love it like we're collaborating on this this podcast 
Um, I love collaborating, but you should always make sure that you have something for yourself. And I teach and preach personal branding all the time. So when brands, as a brand owner, but also as someone who's considered an influencer, like I get to see both sides of the spectrum. And, you know, there are brands who might be at their infancy stage. They might be startups where they really want to partner with an influencer. How you present a partnership to those people matter. So I've gotten emails. All I get them all the time. You know, some of them are paid partnerships. Some of them are like, can you do a 15 second video? But this product that I'm, you know, that we want to give you is this and you have to weigh the value of that yeah, thing is yeah. it worth your time because as a creator creating content is a can be a full-time job yeah. and you're adding that on to yeah. whatever else you're doing so even like us we have producers we have editors we have you know yeah. a team that handles post-production we have a team that handles production yeah. shout out to my son by the way over there hey, in, the, in the in the <laughs> director's chair in the producer bay you know helping to produce this show today but um it takes a lot and brands have to understand yeah. that just in the same way that it takes you a lot to develop a product yeah. or a service it takes creators a lot to produce content to present to their audience to help support your brand. So as a brand owner, as a business, just keeping those things in mind and not being stingy with what you're offering. Now there are going to be times when maybe it's, it makes more sense for you from a business standpoint to go ahead and say, you know, hey, I don't have any money on the front end to offer you. We'll give you this product. But then making sure you're having conversations that are like on the back end, this is what we're going to offer. But just coming in saying, I'm going to give you this product for free for creating a 30 second or a two minute video is not the business. You know, what's on the back end? Is there something long term? Is it a long term partnership? Are you trying to do a one off? And most creators, especially micro influencers, I don't want them to fall into to this trap of feeling like, oh, because a brand is showing interest in me, I got to take it. Right, right. Even if it just means I'm getting free product. Know your value. Know your value. Know your value, yeah. Absolutely. Know your value. Yep. So it's been a long road getting, getting here. I mean, actually, it hasn't been, hasn't been that long. You know, the, the journey has been really compressed to where we came from to, to where we are now. Because yeah. all these platforms, like you say, YouTube, um, TikTok, uh, even even Spotify. Now, Spotify just released a, a new platform where where their platform is like TikTok now, so you can so you can scroll up and see different podcasts. Mm. Um, so these platforms are adjusting to what the consumer is asking for, mm-hmm. right? And the same thing as creators that we have to do, we have to do, you have to adjust to what they ask for because your market will tell you exactly what what they want. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to sit there. I mean, think tanks are, 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 are really important, but the ultimate decision as far as what you're going to create comes from the market. They mm-hmm. tell you what you want to hear. And just like when you're creating courses, right? Yeah. You make the offer, create the course, but you create the course based on what feedback you're getting from the people that you, that, that you want to sell to. Right. right. So same thing in marketing. It's like you don't have to throw out a bunch of a bunch of content first ask questions listen mm-hmm. watch out the content take polls you know yep. people will tell you exactly what they want 
Um, and when you do that, I think your content will be much better, more valuable, and you'll be more confident in creating more content because now you know that, hey, I put this video out and I got a good response. Yeah. I, got, I got good engagement. You mm -hmm. know, people DM me. So great with the great con content comes great confidence. Absolutely. Right? So keep producing. Keep producing. And, you know, that's the way that big businesses do it, like mm -hmm. multi-billion dollar businesses. When I was an advertising executive, um, I worked, a lot of our clients were pharmaceutical clients, mm -hmm. big, major pharma. Big and pharma. One, big pharma. <laughs> and one of the things that we would do, it was part of our process, was before we launched any type of creative or advertising campaigns, we would have focus groups. Oh, yeah. So what's the product? What was our yep. client's product? And we would be responsible for curating these focus groups and getting these folks. Sometimes it would be a full day and we would have them, you know, create this experience or environment where they could experience the product. We would ask them specific questions. And obviously these folks that were a part of the focus groups had to be the ideal customer for said product. And then we would take the data from those focus groups and we would go back, the, yep. all of that tied into the creative. Yep. So before any AstraZeneca commercial <laughs> or uh, GSK commercial, like they are having focus groups to make sure that when they put all their dollars into creating content and ads and, and running these ad spots, they're making sure that they're maximizing their dollars as much as possible. Yeah. And so that's how I even create content. I have a, a reel that went viral last year, and it was funny because I had posted the, the same content mm -hmm. as just a, a static post, right, with a picture. And it performed, yeah, okay. It was not bad, but it was just like, yeah, okay. And then I posted it again as a reel and added just a few little tweaks to it. And that performed, eh, okay. <laughs> and I said, man, I know that this is valuable content, so I had to go back to what I know as a former advertising executive. It was like, what are people always in my DMs asking me about? What are people always wow. hitting me up in my comments about? Like I need to, or you know, when I'm having these consultation calls and they're like, well, I want to do this and how do you, so I tweaked it again. Yeah. You hear me, three times. <clears throat> I tweaked it again that third time that post went viral. I didn't even know that it was going viral. I was actually at a film festival, and one of my girlfriends was like, L, L, look, she pulled it up, and she was like, look at your reel, look at your reel. And in real time, we were watching not just the likes, the numbers going up, but the comments, the saves, the shares, wow. people coming back, and it's standing at 182,000 views right now. That's crazy. Focus groups. Focus groups. Because I was like, hold up. I know what I have is good. I know it's going to yeah. solve a problem. Let me go back to the drawing board again. And each time I went back to the drawing board, I came back with something new. Yeah. And that third time was the charm. Now, what if I would have gotten frustrated and just been like, man, forget it. Because yeah. we do that sometimes. It, it, being a creator can take a lot out of you Does. and and when what erica <laughs> badu say i'm an artist and i'm sensitive about my <laughs> it is true right 
It's true. So, yeah, we have this attachment to what we create, Mm -hmm. but we've got to be able to take a step back and look at things through a different lens Mm -hmm. if longevity and impact is the goal. So you did focus groups. So your company probably fed me for about a year. Because focus groups shout to, out GSW used to be <laughs> my meal ticket in early days. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like I would get phone calls. I got I got a group. Yeah, I would do it. I mean, I did focus group probably every week for like two years. Really, I wasn't, I wasn't supposed to, mm-hmm. right? But and and I'm speaking on 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 them different than you are. But I just reminded me, like you know, I used to eat, I used to eat at focus groups. Yeah, two fifty a pop for focus group. And and it's still like people are. Creating whole side hustles today really? in 2023. Doing focus groups. Because brands need that insight. That's why they have apps that are survey apps. Yeah. Yeah. You have uh, yeah. I forget what it's called, but there's a platform and we'll we'll put it in the description box. But even Google has something it's really? like Google Ask or something like that. Yeah. I have the app on my phone. I have to show to you later but that brands are paying big dollars to learn what their audience needs and wants and how they can fill the gap so if big brands are doing that as a creator you've got to figure out how you can do that even if it's on a smaller scale all you gotta do is a poll on your facebook or your your ig is a poll do you like A, B, or C? And mix up your content. Mix do A, B testing. Don't right. just do stories. Go live. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whatever platforms you're on and utilizing, use them. Use them. Like, use them. You know, you don't have the luxury of not getting on camera anymore. Yeah, there's certain types of content that you can create that doesn't require you to be on camera. But again, let's go back to the principles of personal branding. People crave mm-hmm. what? connection conversation and community so your personal brand allows you to create those you know meet the needs in each of those areas and create this experience for your audience get in front of the camera the more you do a thing the better you become at it people want to see you and most importantly they need to because there is so much noise right now in social media and marketing Um, we see thousands upon thousands of different forms of advertisement every single day. Yeah. So those people are fighting for our attention. So if you truly want your brand, your face, your voice, your product, your brand to be to be seen and noticed, you have to step out there and think and do and work out of the box. Yeah. Create video. You, you think that I want to create video all the time? I don't. You know, mm-hmm. I, I get lazy. Um, I get tired i get frustrated but i know that i have a job to do yeah. i have a service to provide right mm-hmm. this is this is my job yeah and I'm, I'm sure you probably go through the same thing it's like those days you just like i just don't feel like it but can you do that if you had a regular nine five job well i just don't feel like it well you could but you probably get fired you will right. probably, get fired. probably get fired and you're still going to have the same responsibilities. You right. still have a family to take care right. of. You still have a home to take care right. of. You still have parents to take care right. of. Like we, we are not monolithic beings. You'll hear me say right. that all the time. We're right. multidimensional. So you've got to just figure out what works for you. Right. But to your point earlier, it's, it's not just about creating the content. I think part of what can be 
daunting or feel daunting and frustrating for some folks is they don't know where to start. Mm. And having a clear message is going to be super important. And in order to have a clear message, you got to be clear on what your story is. So we always have a gift for our listeners and our viewers. There'll be a link for you to grab the brand story profit guide that will help you to really uncover what your story is. There's examples of how big brands have leveraged storytelling to grow Mm -hmm. and scale and attract new customers and attract new customers as well as I like retain- customers better. No, no customers. <laughs> I like that. You always want to try me. I like customers I'm better. all about authenticity, but Lord, <laughs> this man just want me to just <laughs> so customers. <laughs> um, but also uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Customers. <laughs> Not customers. Shoot, you threw me off. Oh, <laughs> uh. Acquiring and keeping your customers, retaining, retaining. retention. Lord Jesus, it's that. Um, uh, yeah. Just so you know, this let me edit out. You're gonna edit this, this part out. Oh out. my gosh, he is always whatever. Customers, <laughs> customers. You you need to have a strong acquisition and retention strategy yes. in place. And one of the surefire ways to do that is to be really, really clear on your story. And your story is always going to drive your messaging. Mm, I love it. Even if your messaging changes, your story will be the catalyst, the main driver for your messaging. And your messaging will lay the foundation for the types of content that you create. So even when you are feeling tapped out, because let's face it, we all are going to experience those moments where we are just burnt out, tapped out. But your messaging, which is, again, driven by your story, will bring you back to your why. Why are you doing this? Who are you doing it for? What would happen if you don't do this? Facts. And not just, I'm not just talking about, oh, I'll I'll lose income or I won't make money. But what would happen to the people that you've been called to serve? You lose who you are. It's like, like we're, we're people of we need... What's the word? Um, what's the word that Tony Robbins always say? We need. By the it. way, we keeping this in too. Yeah, we are. <laughs> what's, the, what's that word? Significance. There you go. We need significance. I mean, yeah. if we're not being significant, I mean, it's like we're, we're not fulfilling our place in this world. Yeah. Right. And if you're not doing what you were created to do, you're not fulfilled. So even though, yes, it's the customers, it's the income, but it's really. It's really about how you feel and if you're living up to your potential or doing what you want to do in this life. Yeah. And too many people walk around here and they and they let's around where where are the most dreams and desires and and, and goals? Where are they? They're all in the in graveyard. The graveyard yeah. Right. Because people don't live up to their potential or don't believe that they can achieve the goals they want to achieve. Mm hmm. So even though, yeah, it's the income, it's, it's your audience, but what about you and you being fulfilled? Yeah. Right? So for me, it's about f- fulfillment and, and, and feeling significant. Like, like I did something, I, I gave a positive, I was a positive part of this world. You know, I helped carve my little footprint in this world where, you know what? Everything, everything that we're doing here, this is documented. So yeah. Our It'll kids, be our kids, your, your son can show it to his kids and yeah. then his kids, right? This is documented stuff. And 
and it's like, why would we not do it? Because um, a friend of mine told me the only reason I create content is is for my for my kids and my grandkids, and my grand grandkids to see me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the only reason I do it. I mean, and that's for him that's significance. And that hits home, like mm-hmm. being the ones who are left behind right. when someone leaves. You know, one of our close friends, uh, we have a mutual friend, Shamika. Yeah. And she and I have a mutual close friend that we sadly lost earlier oh, this year. Really? Okay, wow. Um, and when she called to tell me, I lost my breath. Yeah. Our friend was only 35. Jeez. And I had really been struggling with, even still today, mm-hmm. um, her passing. Yeah. Not be not just because like it was just like she was young, but she was fully living in yeah. like this next stage of her life, yeah. her calling. And I remember, you know, having a conversation with Shamika and I just was like, I can't seem to get it together behind Mm. this one. It really messed me up. And she said something so powerful, which lends to what you just said. And she said, our friend Gabrielle, she said, um, you know, Gabrielle, she she was married and Mm. she has two two young children. Gabrielle was killing it on TikTok. Wow. Gabrielle was creating content on every platform had tons of clients and fans and people who adored her work. She was unapologetic in how she showed up and how she took up space. Mm-hmm. And Shamik was like, but I know it's hard for us to wrap, you know, wrap our yeah. minds around like, why? Yeah. How could this happen? And at a time when it felt like she was taken off. And she said, but look what she left us with. Mm-hmm. Love it that will be around her children will Mm -hmm. be able to hold on to this they'll be able to glean from this and learn from it but then their children will too her husband her mother her family her friends like she left us with a great gift like it's still really hard for me to accept that she's not here you know, especially like when I see her name yeah. pop up in my, my you know, yeah. and, but it's like, man, she left us with so much. Let me uh, ask you this. Um, if she didn't do that, right? If she didn't leave you with those lasting images and memories and, and, and content, I know you would still remember her, but mm-hmm. will it be as impactful as it is now? Um, like like with your friend Gabrielle, mm-hmm. like with uh you know, Chadwick Boseman, you know, Nipsey Hussle, you know, Tupac, everybody I was taken way too soon, mm-hmm. right? I think, I think they, I know they live on, it's because we have their prolific work. We yeah. have the music, we have the movies, we have the content that we can play over and over and over again that reminds us. And my, my, um, my aunt passed away my grandfather passed away. You know, I have friends who passed away. You know, I have, I've, I've lost people in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've lost people who have who have never, uh, you know, my, my, my stepdad. People who have never created any type of content, so we lose track of their voice, of mm-hmm. how they sound, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and the only thing we have of my stepdad is just his, his, his voicemail recording on his phone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if... 
if people get into the notion that I'm going to create for the next generation, I'm going to create for memories, I'm going to create because I want to leave a last, lasting voice. Mm-hmm. Because people forget. They and do. And that's such a gift. Such what a gift. you don't know is, uh, well, at the time that you all will see this, the time, the day will have passed. But today is my dad's birthday. Oh, wow. And my dad has been gone for... 32 years. Happy Heavenly Birthday to your dad. 32 years, wow. And he was 32 when he was murdered. Wow. So this is a day for you. This is a day for me. (laughs) And I came into the studio knowing that I was like, okay, today's the day. But I felt good because I'm like, we're coming in. We're we're doing what we love. It's impactful. But, man, when we started talking about just the importance of creating – something that lives beyond you do you know and that was in the 80s when my dad was killed do you know what i would give to hear his voice today even if it was just on a recording or to see a video of him or to have some content be like literally because he was killed at such an early age and i say that i know that's hard for people to hear, but I always want to um, really drive home. Like when people make choices, man, it doesn't just affect you. It does not. It affects so many other people. So I'll always say, I don't say my dad died. My father was murdered. He was taken away from us. So I say that with conviction and intentionality, but the only content that I have of him are pictures. And then I got to a point where like every year I'm always sharing on social media and and I'll do it again today. You know, happy birthday to my dad, man. I wish, you know, I'm going through periods in my life where I wish like as a daughter, I could just, what would you tell me to do in this situation? And I always post the same couple pictures because that's all I have. You know what I'm saying? Like I got pictures of him when he was a young man, you know, a little boy younger than my son. I've got pictures of him when he was in the military, when he was over in Vietnam. And then, you know, maybe a couple other pictures where he wasn't like in the camera, but you know, he was a very artistic (laughs) dude, but like hand in the camera, he was very creative. But that's all that I have. And like you said, it's the memory never fades. But it become things become more and more distant, right. the, and it's like the voice, the, the feeling, voice, the, the, feeling, the yeah. smell, yeah. the what would you say, right? Yeah. So today is that day where, as a creator, um, man, I wish yeah. that like that I had that. So just when when you are creating. Don't create just to become an influencer. Don't create just to get the likes. Don't create for the fanfare and, you know, the celebrity and all of that. I I think those are all byproducts of that. And that fades as well, too. That's temporary. It fades. It's very temporary. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, what's the impact? And what am I leaving? By creating, what am I leaving? Like my son, we talked about it. He's here today. He knows when mom leaves, usually he's at school, you know, when we're filming, but he's on spring break and he, much like when I was doing my docu-series, he was producing with me. He gets that experience 
that hopefully will stay with him for a long time. But the added piece is mom is creating content that he'll be able to have if God forbid, you know, my time here on earth has come to an end. My children will still have a part of me that will live on that won't fade. Yeah, won't fade. Yeah. We wow. didn't mean to get that deep, yeah. but you wow. know. Uh, well, you know that that's our podcast was never scripted. No, so it no. is always authentic and vulnerable, yeah. and like whatever comes up, and what comes up is what needs to come up. Absolutely, right? because someone out there that's listening and watching, it's it's it's, it's helping them. Like it's, it's helping us. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's always authentic. So um, I have fun on this one. I always have fun. I Me thought too. you was about to say maybe. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was having fun too. Yeah, it's it's always it's always an experience. Yeah, this is fun, and and uh, again, we always want to make sure we're always intentional mm-hmm. about producing content that is impactful, that provides value, and it's bigger than that. So, like you said, our hope is that every week, every episode, every edition that there's something that we've said and shared, whether it's yeah. us or guests that we have coming on that has really impacted you, caused you to pause and think or shift some things or build your confidence, whatever it is that you need in the moment that you come across our content, we always hope that it meets that need deeply. Yes. And I, he doesn't know this, but I'm just going to say, we're going to go take this show on the road Oh, I, at some point <laughs> like that no not tour. at some point we're gonna do, do this year yeah, so it, it's coming but make sure that you all stay locked in we've got some incredible things planned for you all we have a private community that we are building for you all where you're going to get exclusive content behind the scenes content unreleased content Um, You know, we've got some pretty dope people that we know that we're going to have in the studio, whether it's physically or virtually, but also some events and things that we have planned. So and we want to share that with you. I was on cusp of DJs here. So, well, you as mama. So he he asked him. He (laughs) don't. I'm kidding. Mm -mm. Yeah, we got we got we got we got a whole lot planned, a whole lot of goodies in. Um, and if you're a part of our, our community, we have even more planned for you because we know that if you rock with us, we should we should gift you yeah. and and love on you and just show you and show you how much we appreciate everything, every single second that you spend because you, you can be doing anything else, yeah. anything else, but you choose to be listening while you're driving on a treadmill, lifting weights, or you're watching on your lunch break or while you're working. Yeah. I, I won't tell. Right. Yeah, because without y'all, we, we just two people it. with a mic. We appreciate it. And some cameras. Some cameras. <laughs> All right, you want to send us out of here? Yeah. So uh, this episode was um, it was it was very very inspiring for me. It, it really taught me a lot. Right. And this this is our goal. Our goal is to help ourselves and help you achieve all your goals, achieve all your dreams, and really. Our goal is to help you do that by telling stories and going through our experience in life and in business. So if you found value in what you heard, what you watched, please like, share, and subscribe. And send to someone who needs to hear it because I, I believe that we learn from each other, right? Absolutely. We learn from sharing and we learn from engaging. So anybody that you think can, think can benefit from this episode, please share. 
and all the resources that we talked about will be down in the description when this episode airs. Uh, so thank you very much for watching the Burn Great Podcast, and we'll see you next week, same time, same place. And don't forget, don't put us in a box because we were born to create, and so were you. See you later. Come on. Bye.